Well, as you expected, as time goes on, your checking account starts getting uncomfortably low. So you transfer just a little chunk of money out of your savings account. And in your mind, it kind of sucks to have to do that, but it's just a little bit. At least you still have more there. And after all, it's more than you're used to having. Then rinse and repeat that process until eventually you have nothing left in your savings account once again. Hi, my name is Anya Laws, and I am obsessed with all things money management, wealth building, financial freedom, and helping you navigate this crazy world of personal finance all while building a life you love. I'm a financial coach with a God-given desire and mission to empower as many women as possible to not only become good stewards of their money, but also create a life that they have only ever dreamed of. While money doesn't buy happiness, it is one of the greatest and most effective tools for building your dream life, but you shouldn't stop at making money. Here, you will learn how to make your money work for you. Budgeting, investing, spending, giving, and money mindset are all topics we discuss here. If you're a goal-driven woman with big goals and aspirations for not only your money, but also your life, this podcast is for you. So grab your AirPods and a cup of coffee because we are digging right in. This is the She Talks Money Podcast. On today's episode of the She Talks Money Podcast, we're going to talk about one of the most common problems that I see people face as a financial coach, and that's the transfer trap. We're not only going to talk about what the transfer trap is, but we're also going to talk about how to overcome this trap and gain some confidence in your ability to manage your money. So without further ado, let's talk money. So let me paint a scenario for you and you let me know if this sounds familiar to you. You have some extra money, whether that be from a bonus, a tax refund, or just some frugality on your part. With excitement and a sense of pride, you transfer this extra money from your checking account to your savings account. You feel a sense of relief knowing that you have some extra money for a rainy day and you move on. Time passes and life goes on as normal. One day, a need comes up, maybe for a pair of shoes that you didn't realize your kid needed, or maybe your friend invited you to lunch. And despite the fact that you know that you don't have enough money in your checking account to justify this purchase, in the back of your mind, you know that if worse comes to worse, then you have a little bit of money in your savings account just in case. Well, as you expected, as time goes on, your checking account starts getting uncomfortably low, so you transfer just a little chunk of money out of your savings account, and in your mind, it kind of sucks to have to do that, but it's just a little bit. At least you still have more there, and after all, it's more than you're used to having. Then rinse and repeat that process until eventually you have nothing left in your savings account once again. This is what I refer to as the transfer trap. If this sounds anything like you, I want to reassure you that you're not the only one. I talk to women on a weekly basis that struggle with this exact problem, and I've also found myself falling into this trap at different times before myself. And the thing about this cycle is that it can be very discouraging and will little by little chip away at your confidence and your ability to manage your money. So what can you do about this transfer trap? And in the words of Elise Myers, great question, I would love to tell you. Okay, so the first solution to overcoming this transfer trap is to do an audit of your income and expenses. Because as it relates to the cycle of transferring money from checking to savings to checking to savings, it's first and foremost crucial to identify whether or not you actually have enough income coming in to cover your current expenses. So the way that you want to do this is on a piece of paper or a spreadsheet or whatever you're most comfortable with, make two separate lists. And the first list you want to be your income and the second list you want to be your expenses. So on the income list, list every single source of income that you have during any given month and tally all of this up. Write the total down at the bottom of the list. Now, on the expense list, go down and list every single bill or living expense that you have on a regular and recurring basis. This would include anything from rent to that FabFitFund subscription box that you may have. Once you've listed these, tally these expenses up and write down that total at the bottom of this list. 
The thing here is that you want to make sure that during any given month, the income total exceeds the expense total. Now, this sounds so obvious that I literally almost didn't even include it, but you would be so shocked to know the number of clients that I coach or the people that I talk to on a regular and consistent basis whose expenses exceed their income, in some cases, by thousands of dollars a month. Now, this exercise is not meant to cause shame or stress by any means. However, it's crucial for you to start by taking this action first because ultimately nothing that we're going to talk about in the rest of this episode is going to even matter if your expenses exceed your income. So if this is the case and your expenses do exceed your income, you will have to take care of that first, either by increasing your income or finding ways to lower your expenses. We can talk about strategies on this in a later episode, but for right now, just know that you'll likely never get out of this transfer trap until you take care of this problem first. Now that you've determined that you should have enough margin in your budget to be able to pay your bills and then some, it now comes down to putting systems and barriers in place to allow you to keep that money in savings rather than constantly spending it. And one of these barriers that you can put in place to prevent you from spending the money that you have in savings is to make it hard to access. Now, when I say that out loud, it sounds super obvious, but almost anyone that I walk through this process has their primary savings account directly attached to their checking account. And it makes sense that these things are set up this way because the majority of people will just open the first savings account that's offered to them by the bank where they have their checking account. And it makes sense that things are offered this way because the majority of people will just open the first savings account that's offered to them by the bank where they have their checking account. And that's how I had my money set up for years. However, when it came to saving, things noticeably and tangibly changed in my personal finances when I put an intentional barrier between my checking account and my savings account. In other words, I made it to where I wasn't able to log into my bank's mobile app and transfer $50 or $100 to my checking account to supplement my spending. So the way that I did this and the way that I recommend my clients do this is that I opened up a separate high-yield savings account with an online bank that charges no fees for my account. And a high-yield savings account is exactly what it sounds like, a savings account that earns a higher yield or return than a standard savings account. So for reference, the regular savings account that I have with my main bank has an interest rate of 0.1 of a percentage or like a tenth of a percentage point, while my high yield savings account earns 3.75%. That's 37 and a half times more. So you might as well earn this interest rate since your money will be sitting in an account either way. Quick note though, before moving on, while this is a big jump in interest rate, it's not something that will make or break you financially. So it's important to note that this should never replace any investing that you should be doing. I only put money in my high yield savings account if it was something that I was already going to be spending. The biggest factor in whatever account you decide to open is that it needs to not be directly tied to your checking account. So when I have money that I'm saving, I transfer this money from my checking account to my high yield savings account at the separate bank. And when I need to transfer my money, it takes about three days for it to make it from my savings account back to my checking account. Now, this factor alone causes a couple different things to occur. Number one, it prevents impulse purchases. So if you're anything like me, you may decide one day that you absolutely have to have this new shiny thing. You don't have the money in your checking account, but you have to have it right now. And you know you have money in your savings account. So you just go ahead and transfer that money over from savings and make the purchase. For me, a purchase that stands out as purely an impulse buy, and my family has yet to let me live this one down, was a soft serve ice cream maker. And the story behind this is that I decided one night in all of my ADHD glory that I needed to be able to make different ice cream flavors. Now, those that know me know that I have about one solid business idea a month with several different side hustle ideas sprinkled in between. And on this particular night, 
I had this brilliant idea to open up a soft serve ice cream shop that served any flavor of ice cream that you could think of. Literally, if you could dream it, we would have it. I also thought that we would serve hot dogs and something resembling cheeseburger nuggets. Get it? Cheeseburgers, but chicken nugget form. And my menu items would be served with our signature sauce that I was convinced would be the new coming competitor to Chick-fil-A sauce named Dog Sauce. Now, looking back on this brilliant idea that I had, cheeseburger nuggets sounds like something of nightmares, but I was convinced that in that moment, I had to make this dream happen. So what did I do but go online and find a soft serve ice cream maker that I thought would be suitable to test this idea out? I transferred some money from savings, purchased the ice cream maker, and then went to bed. Now, this moment of brilliance, as I thought, was just that, a moment. I woke up the next day no longer impressed with my idea, and my desire to even attempt ice cream making was no longer there. Now, if, in this example, I had already set up my separate savings account that took my money three days to transfer, I would have had to transfer the money, waited three days, and at that point, my impulse decision to buy the ice cream maker would have already passed. So this one barrier alone prevents me from making about 80 to 90% of the impulse purchases that I would otherwise make. Now, the second thing that this three-day transfer cushion does is it causes me to be much more aware of my purchases and budget since I don't have a safety net to fall back on. If, in the back of your mind, you know that if worse comes to worst, you have a couple hundred or even thousand dollars to fall back on if you were to overspend, then you don't feel the full weight and pressure of knowing that you'll run out of money if you don't stop spending. Whereas, if you were to have this couple hundred or thousand dollars in a savings account with this three-day transfer cushion, then you would know that if you were to run out of money, you're out of this money until at least three days from now. There's a lot more weight to your decision-making when you remove that safety net. Now, we can talk a lot more about this separate savings account and how you can use it to your advantage in your savings goals in a separate episode, but for right now, the biggest thing that you need to do is to create this barrier in between your checking account and your savings account. Are you looking for an accountability partner in the form of a financial coach? Well, look no further. My financial coaching program is currently open for enrollment and I'm taking new clients. It's so easy to consume information and content around these money topics without taking real action. So if you're looking to gain control of your finances, but need help implementing the information that you hear on money podcasts and social media accounts like mine, go ahead and click the link in the show notes to apply for coaching. And as always, if you have any additional questions, reach out to me on Instagram at money with Anya. Now back to the show. Now, the third and final solution to overcoming this transfer trap is to, drumroll please, pretend like you're hearing a drumroll. Any guesses? No? All right, well, I'll just give you the answer. Get on a budget. I swear you're going to get so annoyed at me at the number of times that the solution to a given problem that we address here can be solved by a budget. And it isn't because I'm obsessed with budgeting because honestly, to me, budgeting is just a means to an end. The reason why a budget is so important is because above anything else, it provides clarity and a sense of direction on where you are and what you should be doing. It takes the guesswork out of whether or not you have the money to go to lunch with your friend or buy that pair of jeans at TJ Maxx or whatever it is that you want to do. In the last step, I talked about how removing the safety net of having this extra cushion of money attached to your savings account causes there to be more weight to your decision because you know that eventually you'll run out of money. Well, the budget complements this step because instead of living in constant fear and frugality where you don't want to spend because you don't know if you're going to run out of money, you instead have a plan where you know exactly what you can spend without having to guess and worry about whether or not you're going to run out. In this budget that you create, it's important to give yourself a pre-planned allotted amount of money specifically set aside for spending and nothing else. I refer to this budgeting category as fun money. 
What this fun money allotment does is takes away the guilt of spending. You don't constantly have to look over your shoulder and worry if you're going to run out of money. So honestly, getting on this budget gives you freedom instead of takes away your freedom. And you'll hear me talk about that a lot. But basically, I can't say it enough. Get on a budget. So to recap today's episode, you first of all want to conduct an audit of your income and expenses to ensure that your income does in fact exceed your expenses. Then you want to create as much of a barrier in between your checking and savings account as possible by setting up a separate savings account that is not attached to your checking account. And lastly, you need to get on a budget and start telling your money what to do instead of letting your money tell you what to do. If you found any value in today's episode, it would mean the world if you would just send this episode to a friend or a family member that you think would benefit from it. I'm on a mission to spread the word to as many women as humanly possible that financial freedom is not only possible, but it's much closer than you think. So if you want to be part of fulfilling this mission with me, make sure to send this episode to a friend and rate and review the show. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.